Welcome to the Truth Hoops podcast. We're going to do some live edition here. So we have the TikTok camera going and we're going to welcome any and all questions as we go forward. We have a couple of topics we're going to dive into as well. Um, we're going to talk about a little bit about the All-Star game, some things we might change. We'll have a little fun game going forward where we do the, uh, what is it, the image of a team and then you try to pick who that reminds you of. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. I like I, that. I thought that was a pretty good one. That's how the Timberwolves won. But I'll have, we'll answer a question right off the bat. Uh, toughest yeah. Hooper you've worked with? That's some questions. Toughest Hooper. Okay, I got I got two of them. One obviously is Reed. Toughest Hooper I've worked with: Reed, Travis, and then there's a guy named Trayvon Evans that uh, he played Division Two um, in Sioux Falls, and then he's played a couple years overseas. But the dude is like. Freak athlete, super shifty, just like crazy, crazy fast. I struggle. I struggle to guard super fast people, like super twitchy people. And that's like all what he is. So I guess playing against live, I can't stop either one of them. Uh, they both hit me with different stuff. But um, both of those guys have been a blast to work with and then also get to play with as well. Interesting. It, do they have like their own superpowers? So I played like uh, with AJ. Green yeah. plays the Bucks, and Chase and Randall played several years in the NBA. They all have like superpowers. Like Chase in one thing, you're playing like offense. I'm playing offense, and he's playing defense. Is they don't know where he is. Yeah. So all of a sudden, he just like appears and just. I've never had someone where I go up for a shot and the ball's missing. Like <laughs> the basketball is just completely. Oh, gone. Chase and Randall. Yeah, Chase I, I've Randall. heard you tell this story before. Yeah, it's super interesting. So I know I'm wondering if those guys you worked with kind of each have like their own superpower essentially that they they yeah. leverage. Trey Trayvon, when we play, when I played him and I was on offense, he was one of those guys that could have his hands straight down on his hips, and then you would just be there jabbing like, "Okay, are you not going to put a hand up?" And you shoot it, and he pops up. By the time you're ready to shoot, he'll block it. And I swear to God, that has still affected me. Like I do these quick release shots now that are so inconsistent, literally because of I, got, I think I have PTSD with Trey just swatting me. But it's yeah, I know I know exactly what you mean with the swipe of the like when you go up with your shot and they swipe the like they just tip it out of your hand. Yeah, it's Crazy. like not even that. It's like in a gather. We were playing mm -hmm. and I didn't feel physical in space, and he's just so much quicker. Yeah, it was almost as if he's sitting there, like, all right. And the minute I go to gather, like, there were times I went to shoot the ball, I like, I could have sworn I had four feet of space. Yeah. <laughs> it was instantaneously closed. And this is so frustrating. Um, I know. So, um, cool. A good question, by the way. Uh, again, if you guys have questions, feel free to ask. We're going to dive into a little bit because you saw the All Star game. I saw the All Star game. Um, unfortunately, mm. probably everyone else saw the all-star game what do you think can be done to help fix that i don't know man it is very boring though i tried to watch it i thought the intros and like the draft was the most exciting part and then they started playing and immediately i was like i changed the channel i was like this is but i remember as a kid man i used to love it like i was locked in on the all-star game i would look forward to it and i don't remember i remember there's still being a high scoring game but like i don't know I don't know. What can you do? I like it, the idea of uh, somebody put out there. This is an undo the game, but somebody said we should play do a one on one competition. I would be locked. They used that, to do but... that back in the day. That's a thing. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. I yeah. If they did that, I would watch that for. I would that that is something I would for sure watch. I didn't even watch like three point contests, dunk contests. I just watched the highlights. I think the All Star game is done. Think I think so? it's it's just 
No, the, and it started when people stopped doing the dunk contest. It's been like a trickle down effect. Like the best players or what? Yeah, it's been really odd how over time you've had like, oh, we're not going to do the dunk contest. Pretty soon they're just not going to do the all-star game. They're out there. Yeah. They don't want to play. And I kind of get it and I kind of don't because what's the point? Yeah. And if that's going to be the case, I wouldn't mind seeing like an all-star weekend event. And what I mean by that is they should have the all-star weekend and some of the skill stuff, people like the dunk contest and so on, but put in some type of like hybrid G league tournament, some sort of, you know, the TBT, they have the TBT, like some sort of championship game, something just like of pure entertainment, put a cop, put a big college game in it. Yeah. Something because I don't want to watch the all-star game anymore. Not after that disaster. Well, I think Adam Silver said that they would do like a, a world team versus USA team. And even that, I wouldn't be too pumped either. Um, I don't know. They got to get the competition up a little bit. Did you see that Adam Silver said something about uh, having in-season like tournaments where um, Euro League teams or other you know teams could come in and play uh, NBA teams? Yeah, they won't care though. Like, what's yeah. the point? Yeah, um, there's got to be some sort of benefit to everything. It's almost like you need to have a qualify disqualification if you perform poorly enough. We played, so in high school, we had, it's called the Deanza and the Scaval. So S-C-V-A-L and Deanza division. And we're in the same division, but if you lose too many games, you get booted down to Deanza division. So our high school league had two leagues within it, a top tier and a bottom tier. And we wouldn't even bother playing the bottom tier if you lost. And mm-hmm. so you never wanted to get last. And if you're in the bottom division, you always wanted to win to move up a tier. It didn't really affect right. you because you could still get to the same state uh, playoff right. and whatnot. But the competition wasn't nearly the same. So maybe you can have like, if a certain team loses, I don't know, or a certain team wins, they're in something, um, whatever it might be. I yep. think it'd be kind of a cool idea. Like get the G League teams out there. You, I don't yeah. know. You, and again, it's, it's, it's screwed. That's the issue, right? It's kind of just it's or past can the you, point of no can, return. Can you can do, or would it be even good if players played super hard and then potentially somebody has anybody got hurt in an all-star game before i'm sure someone has i mean lebron got hurt this past one yeah hurt his finger a little bit yeah doing the least so yeah doing absolutely the minimum i I don't know i think it's kind of a little bit ruined as they wear my uh what about like a postseason or preseason all-star game i thought about that like a post like like a pro bowl type of thing where they should do is during nba summer league because all those guys get itchy to play during the summer be, because that's like the perfect pickup. There you go, Max. I think I people, I think players are naturally a little like narcissistic where they want to be in the spotlight and that's fine. Yeah. Like that's great because they're great players. Yeah. So I think like when they go to the summer league, you always see clips of them working out and they're always on the sideline and they want to be seen and they're itching to get on the court because as someone else is in the limelight of basketball. And when you have yeah. something like that to have the all-star showcase during that time would be pretty cool. Yeah, I agree. I think that'd be a good fix. I also I think mean, it, you'd get voted and you'd have to wait a little bit, obviously to play, but, or you could just save the votes till after the season or something. I don't know. It is weird. that all-star isn't at the end of the season. Isn't that kind of an it's odd in the thing? middle, right? Yeah. Last third, last third of the season. Yeah, there's still another chunk of the season. Somebody could prove themselves. 
Interesting. Hmm. Yeah. That's it's a tough question to kind of we've gone over that, that before. That in the yep, that in the G League is uh <laughs> those are tough fixes. We got some questions in here though. We got we got some uh let's go through them. Yeah, let's so the first one I'm seeing is can you give me some defensive tips? And the best thing that we've talked about on a previous podcast is um you just in it's kind of the idea of what we talked about is just you can't really you're never really gonna stop somebody like get a steal or or a block unless it's like some sort of help side thing. Um, occasionally you might get on ball steal something like that, but that's just like not a great strategy. So just forcing people to do things that they're not good at. And one of my favorite things you were talking about was just understanding yourself as a player. And you were talking about like, you know, you're in a college setting. And this guy, you know, you know, the scouting report on him, um, he's going to shoot off pin downs. He's a catch and shoot guy. And if you're sprinting and you close out on a, on a pin down and he doesn't shoot it, then yeah, you could take some steps back. Cause you're like, yo, I dare you to shoot the three. I dare you to take it off the bounce here and get yelled at by your coach. I just think some things like that um, are interesting when you, when it comes to defense It's stuff that I don't think people talk about. It's um. Like what's the purpose? We talk about this a bunch of times. Like the purpose of defense the is purpose to stop is. it. It's not to stop someone. It's to lower yeah. the probability of them scoring. And my uh, my buddy who I played basketball with, he's a coach. He's like, look, actually, sometimes when you try stopping someone, you actually get scored on more. So yeah. you, you give up the opportunity to have a guaranteed score. So if you try to steal a pass or you try to block a shot, someone pump fakes you, you don't make this actual steal then the probability of scoring after that's like a hundred percent or it's like way higher because it's an open lane versus you just being there to kind of contest and never going for the steal. And in that situation, that person is never going to have like that hundred percent easy opportunity to score. So it's a, it's imperfect because it's not every time there's going to be, you know, certain guys you close out a little tougher on, but at the end of the day, it's not about, blocking someone's shot. I think that's the biggest mistake people make. Yeah, I agree. Okay. That was a good one. There's another one here that I think we have, I don't think we've talked about it, but it's definitely a topic coaches and a bunch of people have talked about in the past. Is there any way to improve shooting while you're exhausted? So fatigue shooting, some people like to, some people say like, uh, this is the perfect time to shoot free throws because you're tired and you should practice when you're tired. You've heard people say that for sure. Um, don't be, is there a way to practice that? Yeah, that's what my first thought was. Like, why don't you just like be in better shape and that happens less? I don't, I don't know. think I don't think I've ever really been in a game and been like, I am like a fatigue has ruined like very rarely sure. has fatigue been the reason why I've missed. Do you think players should spend time on that? No. Like getting tired doing conditioning and shooting. No, and, because I don't think people get that skill. tired in the game. Sure. I think like if you think about basketball probably 90% of the game, you're really not that tired. Not to the point where it's disrupting you. And so it takes a lot of energy to get to 90% tired and then be so tired that's going to affect your shot. So in order to train that, you're going to have to get really tired. It's going to be really exhausting just to get into that state. So what's like the cost of that? So I'm getting really fatigued. Now I'm going to shoot when I'm tired. I don't even know if it's going to work, but I know being this tired is going to affect me. I can't even train tomorrow because I'm now I'm at a point where I'm so tired. I can't even shoot well. Right. Yeah. I've never, I've never fully understood that either. 
I've heard people say that all the time. Coaches scream that all the time. You, you got to be able to shoot when you're tired, all that type of weird. stuff. It's a yeah. weird comment. That's like, a, did you see the Patrick Ewing clip where it's like a, a timeout? Uh, no. The timeout is at Georgetown. He's yelling on his players. He's like, do you practice that shot? Have you ever shot that shot before? What is it? What was the shot? I didn't actually see the shot. I've seen the clip a bunch of times. And it was someone made some uh, whatever like a meme about it, but it was pretty funny because like it's a great question to ask a player. <laughs> it, it's kind of a double sided coin because at the same time you're like, well, I'm gonna shoot shots that are open, so maybe <clears throat> I haven't that practiced open, that right. exact specific shot. But at the same time, you've also played guys who just get in a game and they go chaos mode. Oh yeah, and they just shoot these shots they've never practiced. And I think that kind of ties back into that low IQ basketball. I think a thing yeah, that's that, just at one point is it's not that it's just low IQ basketball. It's just I, bad choices. I think there's a point in time where people need to be people say, don't think on the court. Don't think. And then we like to say, dude, these players have great IQ. Like, do you really think they never think about yeah. basketball? Like there's a pace and a control to the game that you should go through. Right. So I think a lot of people should respect that and realize it's not just about getting so caught in the moment, but understanding when you are pushing your pace too fast and how to, you know, back off and then maybe go a little bit quicker. So you don't make these outrageous such mistakes. Yeah. But people get in there and they just go crazy. It's just like a boiling to, pot of water. To me, that's, that is the um, example of a better IQ than just like understanding plays and understanding all of these perfectly sequenced actions is like understanding the flow of how things are going and when to be aggressive and when to slow down. That to me is a, is the IQ part. Um, understanding actions and reasons is very important also, but that's the part where people don't have a clue of like when to do certain things, the timing of things in game. I think that's more important. We got a question here. Yep. Um, we're going to hop on to this one right here from Sports so, Edit 306. What is a good, well-rounded basketball workout for in the offseason? Well, I, I like this question because I think it's the a idea hard question. well-rounded is a weird concept. Because well-rounded implies that we're doing everything. Am I going to practice yep. my rebounding? Am I going to practice my boxing out? Am I going to practice my hedge on-ball defense? And I think the idea of a well-rounded basketball player doesn't exist. I think there are people who know how to operate in situations. So if you have to be put in a hedge, you know how to do it. It doesn't mean you're good at actually hedging a ball screen. You just know how to do it. And yeah. I think we hear something like that. And that's like a, you know, the, the coach's son type of thing. Oh, he does everything. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. A well-rounded workout for the guys I work with, I'll hop on this first and Shane, you can come in second, is something that can be repeated. And I think that's really important because you can't look at a workout <clears throat> in terms of a day. But look at it in terms of what you can accomplish in a week. Because in a day, you might have so much stuff that you want to do. If you had to do it all in a day, there's no way you could repeat that day in and day out because it's so exhausting and takes so much time. But if I look at it in terms of how can I allocate all these training demands in a week? Well, then I can say maybe on Monday, I'll do a little bit of this. And on Tuesday, I'll do a little bit of less of what I did Monday, but a little more of what I missed out on. And then kind of those top four priorities. I always ask Reed. He's like, oh, I'm going in for... uh, you know, my workout today, blah, blah, what should I look at doing? I said, what are two or three skills you really want to get better at? And then you go from there. Yeah. Yep. I so, agree. What do you think? Yeah, I, th- I think that the well-rounded thing, I agree to me, that is 
seems like you'll end up getting a little bit more of a generic workout and not really getting going towards your goals. If you're talking about maybe like a youth player that literally is just starting, um, I would probably suggest anything that deals with foot control, them learning footwork into something, because that would be the one skill that transfers probably the most places on offense. If you can control your feet and develop that, then you have a better chance of being able to learn new finishes, learn new shots, stuff like that. So I would say anything with foot control, but if you're working with somebody that has goals, it, the well-rounded part of it has got to be, like you said, towards the goals for a purpose. All right. So. We're going to clip this right here because there's three things I think people should avoid in the off season for basketball. I think so often we focus on what we should do. There's so many things you can do. It might help your game, but there's three things you need to avoid. In my opinion. Number one, it's excessively difficult days. Too often people mm. get motivated to accomplish a lot in a single day. That's not sustainable. The great saying is compliance is the science. If you're able to comply to your training program, I'd rather have you do 75% of what you intended to do today and do that every single day than to do 110% and then not follow up for the next three days. Right. That's a huge mistake people make. That's number one. Number two is they get off course too quick because they don't see progress within the first week. So when we think about an off season, it's not one week of the off season, it's the entire off season. And if you judge yourself based on one week, you'll never get better. Right. And if you judge yourself week to week and you want the same progress every week and you just kept steadily getting better every week, we'd all be NBA players. So that's not real. You have to measure your progress relative to the progress that's being made. Number three, and I think really important, is we need to understand that when we think about the off season, that's to get us ready for the in season. And so if you know what you're going to be asked to do in season, physically prepare yourself. That means get on the court, be able to run and sustain loads on the court. I think so often people get in the off season and they stop being on the court that then they get in the end season and they got to ramp up to be on the court. You just played yeah. a whole season of basketball on the court. You've done that. You've built the capacity to handle that. Why would you get rid of that now? Right. Those are my I three like big no-nos. I love them. Clip it, Brendan. Clip that, Brendan. This is a good question, too. I'm curious on Max on this. Oh, yeah. How do you how do you come up with your TikTok videos? <laughs> <laughs> They're not very good, so not well. Um, I think the biggest thing, I've done social media for longer than Shane, I can say. Yep. Isn't that fair? Um, it's very easy to get burnt out. So do something you like first and foremost. And then within the umbrella of things you like, find out what things people like of the things you like. Hmm. And that way, at the end of the day, because you're trying to have some engagement, it's not yep. off character. Um, I had a question from someone and they said, oh, you know, how do you decide which exercise to put out on like a program or, or a day, for example, yep. or whatever, your Instagram video. And I said, look, in my workout, I might have done nine exercises. Of those nine, there might be one that looks cooler than the other ones. Now, that doesn't mean I'm saying that one exercise is the end-all be-all. But if I had to choose between one of the nine, I'm probably going to pick the one that looks a little bit cooler. It's not like I'm yeah. going out of my way to make a cool-looking exercise. I'm going out right. of my way to make something that's silly. I'm just picking of my you know, personal 
um, workout, or how to say my personal brand for lack of better words, ugh, what a bad term, um, mm. that fits myself. <laughs> um, I put that one out there. And so that's number, I guess that's the second thing. And the lastly, it's really important. Right. Jane hasn't gotten to this point. They talk to the microphone. When you're on here long enough, the Instagram and TikTok algorithm will eventually love you for maybe a year and to dislike you for a year. And then and you get no viewership and lots of viewership. And I've done this for, I think, since 2017. And so you just got to keep posting. As corny as that sounds, you just got to stay consistent. So yep. those are my, I like it. Thing. Yep. What I think doing? the, I think that, uh, the way you said, um, you find things that you enjoy, um, <clears throat> or that are meaningful to you, but then also keep in mind, you know, other people have to engage with that. So you kind of have to just test things and try things. Uh, there was a point where all I was posting when I was growing like 2018 to probably 20 was only in my athletes. It was just like clips of them playing um and just trying to break down film that way or show them um and now it's definitely changed to more of me in front of the camera which has helped um growth it's helped make things a lot easier and faster um so i don't know i've switched up my stuff every now and then i still try to do some new stuff every now and then i like to do edits of people playing too like when we when i play ones or you know when the kids are playing that stuff's always fun for me but i, I actually had i actually had a parent the other day um it was a girl and a boy playing in this clip and it was like how to score on taller players. This is the first time this has happened. The kid, the boy swatted the crap out of this girl like twice. And then the girl scored on him twice. And the parent was like, yo, you have to take that down. The The boy's parent. And I was like, yeah, I, oh, I kind of get, get it. I kind of get it. And I, I felt bad for the girl because it was good clips of the girl. And it was, I to to be honest, it probably was showing a little bit more love to the girl player, but that's, that's literally the first time that's ever happened. That's kind of lame. I know it so, sucks. But oh well, I, you know one of the things that's interesting is that I think people get perspectively lost. So I think one is you want to have your face on stuff as much as you can. Like we're talking right here, and we've maybe we have one point four thousand likes so far in this video. By the way, thanks for liking this video. Feel free to like it. One point five thousand. Let's go. Let's go. As I'm talking, it goes up. up. Let's see if it keeps it rolling. But the idea is this is free. This conversation's free and people yeah. on here, you guys are tuning in for free, free information exchange. You guys might see what we talk about. You guys might like what we talk about. You might say, Hmm, let's go check out their podcast. That's free. Yeah. And that's so important. And have my face on there is important because one day you might ride a wave and you might make a meme. That's awesome and hilarious and people love it. And that's cool. But it's not about you. When we're having this exchange, it's about us. People in the For comment sure. section, you don't realize this, but when you comment stuff, other people can read that and they might find your comment or question interesting. Super yeah. easy way. I posted whatever. Uh, Andrew Huberman Lab had a post yeah, about yeah. hiccups. And uh, I made I a comment on there about like how I dealt with hiccups as a kid. And like I got like 50 people, 60 people like the comments. I've seen mm -hmm. people get like thousands of comments. I don't comment enough, but it's like, oh, that's totally free game to get on there and comment yeah. something and people will see it. So I always like to think about that when we're on here. Um, you know, it's get your face on stuff too. Don't just like put out something and hope that people relate it to you. Your yeah, face interact has with value. other stuff. Yeah. And so as like, again, we ask for questions. You guys have questions. Feel free to ask, but that's not, that's a really good question. <laughs> good job. With I, this like, one. I like it. I like it. There is a guy in this uh i don't know if he's still in this or not his name is uh bjorn broman 
He scored 50 a game in high school. This guy, I'm telling you, we should do a, we need to get him on the pod and ask him literally how that was possible. 50 points a game in Minnesota, like Northern Minnesota. And I played the same year as his brother in like 2011. His brother had crazy points too, but uh, they both played at Winthrop. He would be a good pod pod in invite guy, but to, to score 50 a game, that's, I don't care who you're playing. That's very difficult. Is it boring at a point? Do you think like it's, kind of I like, don't know. <laughs> like, this is kind of like stupid. Cause sometimes like I play pickup and I'm like, oh, this is kind of dumb. Do you think you're yeah, kind of out there and like, Ay. it's gotta be competitive for me too. Yeah. <laughs> this is yeah. kind of stupid. Okay. There, here's a good question. Um, how do you become what? And there's two more before this. Let's uh, do the one right shooting. here. Yeah. How do you become shifty? I see that yep, one. I like that me. one. Like this is from one. one assassin. What do you think? Uh, this, hey, I need some answers here too. Yeah, I think you should dance. Put some music on. Let's. Yep. Um, that's something we do with Reed quite a bit. When we first got, I first got Reed, Reed was a little clunky in the feet. Um, you can. There's never a bad touchdown dance. You guys notice that? Not like it's there's like mm-hmm. everyone's coordinated rhythmic. Disassociate your hips. Learn how to transfer weight. If you can do a Dougie, you can probably do a nasty Hezzy because <laughs> it's the same pattern. It really is. If you can dance and you can move and you can shift your weight side to side and you can ability to move your hips separate from your shoulders, your shoulders separate from your hips and pause hmm. and create deception. Like look at the Jabberwockies. Remember them when they danced like the jab thing? Yeah. You know, shifty that was. <laughs> Yeah. Could you imagine someone on the court hitting you with a little bit of Jabberwocky move? Right. That's super shifty. That's like how Shay, yeah. uh, Shy Gilgris, Gilgis yep. SGA. I'm sorry, Shay. Can't say your last name. Gilgis Alexander. Yep. He's super yep. shifty. And I bet you he can dance. I'm telling you right now, it is one of the greatest things for athletes. Hip hop yeah. dancing, not like ballet. I think ballet is great, <clears throat> not really the right kind. Salsa, um, learn to Dougie, learn to gritty, do whatever you can, move so yep. important and then if you can do that you can probably do it with a basketball do you think like mobility and flexibility no. that doesn't matter as much because that's the, probably the first thing that comes to mobility in your hips or your ankles and knees no. and stuff now so here's how you test mobility here's how you test it ready yep. if someone can't move and you're like oh are they mobile enough first off what the heck are you measuring their ability to bend over slightly if you watch basketball there's not huge mobility demands. People don't like when I say that. Just watch it. Don't argue with me. Watch it. There are certain times people get in extreme positions, but no, it's not like the, no one's ever done a movement like, oh, I couldn't do that move because I didn't, mo- I wasn't mobile enough. I've never yeah. encountered that in my entire life. I don't think people understand how, um, it, first how, how I can test it. So let's just say that. If I can isolate the mobility, so let's say I don't think the person can internally, externally rotate their hip enough. I just can have them stand there and internally, externally rotate their hip. And if they can do it, then they have the possibility to do it. If they can't do it Mm. in sport, they don't have the coordination. So people Mm. think lack of coordination is lack of mobility. Honestly, a lot of big men or guys who have poor quote unquote hip mobility don't like to use their hips, hula hoop. Go, Go walk with a hula hoop. Well, it's a great for you. It learns to rotate your hips. It's explaining so much about myself. I can't dance or do the hula hoop. Yeah, big. Thank you. <laughs> exactly. And it's That's probably so a hip issue, right? It's a you no, definitely default to other areas versus yes. um, like a lot. Of That's other- why I. That's why I like a good push cross rather than like a drop shift underneath cross. Because yeah, it, it's easier, way easier. I don't have to be as shifty on a push. 
Well, there we go. We, we just solved your problem real time. I, I think deception is a good good point that you added. Sometimes you can overcome the lack of shiftiness with just the timing of when you actually do something. And mm-hmm. your pace. Pace is also another big thing with that. Um, I love it. Let's go to the next one. The next one was uh, how to improve my shooting, which is a very vague You got this one. You got this. This is all you right here. Very vague question about shooting. This depends on what the heck's going on. Um, to me, and we've talked about this before, there's really no perfect shot, but there are characteristics and things about having better mechanics or more fluid mechanics that will actually help your shot. So I get a lot of people that struggle with a thumb flick, um, stuff like that. And the only time we really fix like a thumb flick is if it's like sending the ball a different direction or affecting the spin of the ball, things like that. But a lot of t- a lot of issues with shooting is just like the leverage part of it and the timing and the momentum. That's the part that is is hard for people. And I know a lot of players that like they shoot and their arms get tired and they get out of breath. I'm like, you shouldn't. It shouldn't take that much energy to get the ball to the rim. So that to me would be the number one thing is just making it easy for you. Whatever that looks like, whatever. Um, there's some drills that you can do for that, but to me, that's like usually the biggest, uh, hurdle is the momentum oh, energy like transfer. That. We got time for one more question. People if you're out there. If you have a question, feel free to ask uh, your question right here. Um, I'm going to tackle one thing really quick in between. We're going to play a little bit of a game here. We're going to name oh, some yeah. teams and then we're going to go over what's the first player to come to your mind. And then we're going to take a second and we're going to say it out loud together. All right, so we're going to do Phoenix Suns. Three, two, one, Steve, Steve Nash. Nash. Yes. Oh, Let's go. Not planned at all. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that's a big one. One for one. Wow. Um, okay, uh, I'm flipping through teams right here. I think some of these actually might be easier than I think. Because I'm going to pick this team. I don't know anyone else. There's two people you could go with, but I'm going to go Milwaukee Bucks. All right, ready? Yeah. Three, two, one. Michael, Michael Red. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> no way. No, <laughs> come on. Michael Red was a goat. Let's go. What happened to him? Yeah, he, he had a wild career. He like, got hurt all of a sudden, and then like yeah. nothing happened anymore. Very bizarre kind of. Uh... Was he ever an all-star? Yeah, he was. Uh, okay. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure he was. All right. You ready for this? Utah Jazz. Mm. Three, two, one. Andre Carlos Carlos Boozer. Carlos Boozer. Carlos Boozer. I didn't know that. Darren Williams is the other option, I think, was a good one. It was D. Will, Kirlinko, and Boozer at one time. (laughs) Really interesting. Yeah. The Denver Nuggets. Oh, yeah. Three, two, one. Carmelo, Carmelo Anthony. Yeah. That's a good yeah. one. I don't think young kids would get that one. Okay. Remember the you remember the one remember the one Nuggets team with uh AI JR? That team stunk. Oh they were terrible, but God, what a God squad. It was before that they were good. That's a Danilo Gallinari, Carmelo Anthony, J.R. Smith, Al Harrington, uh yeah. Andre Miller, Chauncey Billups. Yeah, oh yeah. A unit yep. of a team. Um uh, Birdman was on there. Okay. We're going to go Portland Trailblazers. All right. Three, two, one. Clyde Drexler. Damian Lillard. Oh, 
I couldn't. I don't know if I have any. I, the only Are other guy. Said, a bonus. The only other guy I would have said was Brandon Roy. Maybe that's a good one but too. Lillard is the first guy for now. I think this one will. I'm not going to preface it. I'm going to go through. I think if we said the Spurs, we'd probably both say Tim Duncan. I think that's not fair. That's too easy. Okay. Houston Rockets. Mm. Three, two, one. Yao Ming. Oh, Ooh, I like I like Yao Ming better. Yao Ming has always been associated with the Houston Rockets. I wish I would have said that. Or two, Kenny Smith. Stevie we got Kenny Smith. I like the comments joining in here. Please do that. Stevie franchise. What T Mac and uh, Yao Ming? Oh, I wish. I wish it would have won better. The Hornets. We're gonna go Charlotte Hornets. All right. I'm gonna, you're gonna love this one. Okay. Three, two, one. Larry Muggsy Bogues. Oh, Larry and Muggsy were my two picks. Yeah, the same I was team. Gonna, I was going to say uh, Del Curry's Paul, on the team. I was going to say Chris Paul, but he went from like the New Orleans Hornets, Charlotte Hornets. I don't even know if he was ever Charlotte Hornet. Maybe he was only New Orleans Hornets. David West, we got in there. We got LaMelo. Oh. David West is a good one. David West is a great one. That's that is a good David pick. West, yellow arm sleeve, David West. I think of David, yeah. I think of David West more as a pacer for some reason. That's fair. That's when he made his uh, money. He's an all-star with the the horn the hornets. All right, we're gonna go Detroit Pistons. Mm, Three, two, one, rip Chauncey Billups. That's the same team. Yeah. That's a that same year. That's an year you could go on Rashid, Tayshawn Prince, Ben Wallace. Ben Wallace. That's a good squad. That is a good squad. That's a fun one. Yeah. All right. Okay. I'm trying to look at some other ones here. Okay, this one's gonna be cake. We're gonna do it anyway, though. All right, Dallas ben Wallace. Mavericks. Okay. All right. Three, two, and one. Dirk. Dirk. Yeah, it's just Dirk. <laughs> it's just, I can't think of anyone else. Yeah. It's funny. You think of a team, and all of a sudden, you think of that one player, and you can't think of anyone else. No. <laughs> You're like, oh. That man. was Chauncey for me. I was like, yep, that's the only guy I could think of. You know, oh, this is good. Golden State Warriors. Mm. See, I'm from a different era. Three, two, one. Baron Davis. Jason Richardson. Oh, Jay Ooh. Rich. That's a good team. That's a good yeah. team. That's the We Believe team, baby. Baron yeah. Davis, I, let's go. I, I was going to say, uh, I was going to say Stephen Curry. Then you said a different era. And I was like, oh, I got to go. Monte back. Ellis is a good one. Monte Ellis is a great one. That's a very good one. Monte anyway, kind of fell off I at the end of his career. It's too bad. 11. So when I say, okay, Toronto Raptors. 2K11. <laughs> Toronto Raptors should be Vince Carter, but we're eliminating Vince Carter out of this. And T Mac out of it. No T Mac, no Vince. Okay, we're doing Raptors, you said? Yeah. All okay. right. Three, two, one. Andre Bargnani. <laughs> oh, Bargnani is a good one. <laughs> I couldn't think of you said those two, and I was like, I don't know any other people outside of the people on the roster right now. And I just said Chris Bosch. Who <laughs> else is on the team? Uh, DeMar DeRozan, young DeMar. Yeah. God, I literally can't think of any other player right now. What the heck? Brad, like, who is their center? Who's right ever now? been a center? No, not now, but who's ever been the center for the Raptors? I even play with that team. I think, uh, I don't know. You know who I, I've said? I don't, this, know. I don't know. Kyle Korver. Or Kyle Lowry. Kyle, Kyle Lowry, Lowry, I think you meant. I said like a Serge Ibaka. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Um. All right, we're going to go with the, uh, I have one right here. What did I, where did I, oh, 
Memphis Grizzlies. This is not John Morant. You can't pick John Morant. Not in there. Mm-hmm. All right. Three, yeah. two, and one. Zach, Zach Randolph. Randolph. Zebo. <laughs> <laughs> the yes. Let's go. But this guy said Zach. Our boy truly said Zach. That's good. Yeah, Zach Randolph. That's, that's the right pick. It's the correct pick. It's just no who, is, who is the point? Oh, it was Mike Conley. Mike Conley and... Uh, Tony Allen? Tony Allen, Mike Conley. Mark Gasol? Center. Mark Gasol, Zach Randolph. Who is the... Rudy the, Gay? Uh, Rudy Gay, there you Rudy go. Rudy Gay has somehow... Is still in the league? Still in the league. <laughs> okay. Rudy Gay's been the same player for like 34 years. <laughs> Tell me why when I think of Philadelphia 76ers, I think of Evan Turner. Uh, I don't know. I've been thinking of Michael Carter-Williams because he's been on uh, Instagram lately because of is his he, one first game ever. Did he play? No. Well, his first game ever was like supposedly the best first, like the debut performance ever. It was like 2012 and eight or something. Well, he's like, yeah, they've been thought like rookie of the years. Yeah. Everybody was, star. Yeah. Did he win rookie of the year? He might I have. Th- I don't think he did actually. Oh yeah. All right. Los Angeles Clippers. All right. I don't know why this guy's in my head. Meet three, two, one. Katino Oh, Darius oh. Miles is very good. I had yeah. Darius Miles. I'm pretty sure Mobley's on that team, isn't he? Mobley, Mobley, and uh, Karan Butler, Karan Butler, Quentin Richardson, and Lamar Odom. That was the big trade for somebody, wasn't it? No, nope, uh, that wasn't. Lamar Odom wasn't ever involved with that. You know what? When I say New York Knicks, I don't even think of a player. I have no player that comes to mind. Like zero. <laughs> like I don't have any, anybody. They just have some old retired. Dodge Gibson. Like, <laughs> Alan Houston, maybe Patrick Ewing. Yeah, Patrick, Patrick. Ewing's probably the right. Or John Starks, like if you go that far back. Yeah, that's but like two early two thousands Knicks. Can you name anybody? Not before Mello. I can't. Gallinari yeah, played on them. <laughs> uh, they had and, this. Get- Andy Routens, Landry Fields, Steve Novak. Who was their four guy guys? Who was Stoudemire? That's a good one. Stoudemire, this guy. Yeah. I always think Stoudemire is a son, unfortunately. Stoudemire? Yeah, for sure. All right, we're going to go Sacramento Kings. There's a couple of ones I could go with here. This has really bothering me. Are you ready? I got two, yeah. I got yeah. three. Yeah, I'm ready. All right, we're going to go. We're going. I'm going to name. I have I have an honest two in my head. I'm going to pick two. So okay. I'm not. Okay, Chris Weber, someone's a good choice. I didn't pick yeah. Chris. My two are Mike Bibby and uh, Vlade Divac. I was going to be, say Bibby and Stojakovic, and then my third was Doug Christie. Doug Dude, Christie. That team, that team on NBA Live was goaded. Isn't Bobby Jackson? Is that the guard who was on that too? Yep. Yep. Great. Backup point guard. Uh, Brad there. Miller? Brad Miller. Who had the beard? Who was the white dude with the crazy colored beard? Yeah. Uh, uh, Pollard. Scott and, Pollard. Scott Pollard, yep. Wow. Good squad. White chocolate. Yes, Jay Will. Yes. That should have been my choice. I don't think of Jason Williams of the Kings though for some reason. I don't ever think I don't even know what team I think. I think of the Grizz. I have no idea what he won a ring with the uh, Heat too, I'm pretty sure. He did. In two two thousand six or whatever. So did Gary Payton. That's weird to think of. He was on that team, wasn't he? Yeah. That was after 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 it, it didn't work with the Lakers. And was Udonis Haslam on that team and the LeBron yes. team? Yeah. And currently playing? I'm, I'm pretty sure he was. Yeah. All right. I remember Al- with the braids and all that. 
Atlanta Hawks. Three, two, one, Josh Smith. I don't have anybody. I can't think of a single person. Joe Johnson. Joe Johnson. Yeah. If you when you said Josh Smith, then I thought of some people like Zaza Pachulia. <laughs> that was a tough one. That was well, tough we got one. a couple Hawks. more. We'll do. We'll a couple more. We'll do. Then we're done. I here. never liked that Hawks team. I didn't ever like that with Al Horford and those guys. You know, it's wild as I think of the Indiana Pacers and I think of Larry Bird, despite him not playing yeah. ever for the Pacers. He's uh, is he owner or coach? He coach both. Yeah. Yeah. I will right, we'll do Indiana Pacers. Three. Two, one, Danny, Danny Granger. Granger. Yeah. yeah Roy Hibbert. Roy Hibbert. That's good. Wow. Ron I think Ar- test. if I pick our Orlando Magic, ready? Three, two, one. He do Turk. Dwight Howard. Ooh, good one. That's a good one. Also, white chocolate play on that team. Yes. He did. They almost won. They almost, yeah. They were. That's when Kobe won his first one without Shaq. Yeah. I think. I think the Lakers. I think Magic Johnson. I think that's pretty straightforward. Bulls. Should we do a Bulls non-Jordan, non-Pippen? Yep. I think non-Derek Rose, non-Pippen, non-Rose. Not. There's only one guy, and I have no reason why this is happening. Who do you have? Uh, Jamal Crawford. I don't know why. That's when I first remembered Dwayne Wade. D Wade, the D Wade one year. Oh, just didn't work out. I was actually not happy that he went there. Ron no. Harper, Cartwright, everyone's. I don't, don't want to see. And then he went to the Cavs, and then he went back to the Heat. Yeah, he didn't go back to the Heat for like three like games, maybe like a game. Jimmy Butler yeah. is probably the right choice. To be honest with you. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I think that's all we have for today. That's good. That's funny. I like those. Those are good picks. Um, as always. Good. Uh, like you know, again, I don't know. We didn't answer more questions. We just had some fun here. Thank you guys for oh, listening to the podcast. Yeah. Do you have anything else you want to throw in, Shane, or no? No, good questions. I think we should uh, do this again on TikTok and then do it again on Instagram. That was fun awesome. to get some new new questions. That was fun. I appreciate you guys listening as always. Thank you for tuning in to the Truth Hoops podcast. This is Max with Shane. We're gonna yes, say sir. peace out here from y'all as I leave this chat, and we are done. Appreciate you guys. Thanks.